I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Today I've got Clarence Holtz with us. Clarence is the Economic Development Director in Michigan City, Indiana. And uh, Clarence, I've enjoyed getting to know you. Uh, little did I know you spent some time in Mississippi getting your education. So, you know, you'd wonder how I could get along with a man from Indiana. You're really from Belize. We're getting all of that. But the truth yeah. is you spent some time in Hattiesburg. Yes, so. I did. Yes, I did. Good old, good old Southern Miss. That's right. Well, uh, tell these folks about Michigan City. I know you all have had, I can't remember, several billion dollars in investment since you've been there. So 1. talk about 5. all the good stuff going on. It's a great small Midwest city. One of the, a city that's on the comeback. We started the with the downtown, trying to get the downtown back. We spent probably over $25, 30 million dollars uh, in infrastructure projects. We did a um, a artist uh, artist loft space announced in 2015. I mean, when I got there in 2013, we had plywood on the windows. And oh. uh, today, I've got 30 new restaurants, all independents, you know, Jamaican. Uh, wow. Japanese, Mediterranean, Polish, Italian, so seafood, steaks, so it's a great food town, a little, little, little mini food town now. <laughs> and so we're now working on housing, multifamily. We just announced last week $45 million, 120 unit luxury apartments. We've been giving out grants to business owners and property owners to give up their lofts, uh, second and third floors. City gives them 20 grand per, per unit to get those areas done. But we've seen $1.5 million worth of investment in the past eight years. And wow. over half of that is public sector and private sector. And what we did was the city leadership decided they want to invest in themselves. So they did a lot of upgraded the parks, the roads, sidewalks, landscaping, and water sewer connections. And when the private sector developers saw how we were spending on ourselves, that became the catalyst to start having large expansion projects in the community and some new projects. This year alone, we have done over $100 million in private sector investment. Wow. We had a $30 million expansion from Shell, which is a, a Dutch company. We have a $35 million expansion from Hitachi, which is a air compressor company. We have a company called GAF. They build commercial singles, another $30 million project, 300,000 square feet warehouse. So, I mean, those are just like big hits with local companies that are expanding. We've had two, ex- two uh, relocations. A German company, Marbach, they do a lot of uh, machining. And we had a social media company moved into our downtown. They uh, wanted 25 
people and they were looking for journalism and oh. English majors, my first ever. So, <laughs> yeah, I so, would say that. And uh, yes, <laughs> but one of the reasons is we have 14 fiber trunks that runs through Michigan City. Oh. And so if you press the button in Chicago to trade in New York City, that, that signal passes through Michigan City. I see. So, oh. And so they, they were came aware of all the fiber we had in our downtown and they want to be in a city that's 24 connected to the rest of the world. Yeah. So awesome, awesome, ish, awesome things going on. We continue to be um, aggressive marketing, you know, with social media. And one of the little known, unknown secrets that we've tried to let people know that we are number one in the state of Indiana, probably Midwest, for the air compressor industry. Oh. This is not the one in your window. These are these pumps that, if you if you want to equipment that, that, that sucks or blow air or gas, you come to Michigan City. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Michigan City is what, an hour east of Chicago? Our side of Chicago, we are on Interstate 94 and Interstate 80, so we've got great access. We've got a number of, of state roads that passes through Highway 12, Highway 20. We've got a port uh, 15 miles away, Burge Harbor. We're an hour from Chicago Midway, hour and a half from O'Hare, and 30 minutes from South Bend International Airport. So we got great access. Both um, we got two passenger train, both Amtrak and South Shore passenger. We got number. Of, we got a short rail comes through a city that connects all of the larger tier ones. So from um, getting stuff in and out, people, products, we're in a great location. Yeah, and so we're recording this in Chicago at the Mid America EDC event. So if you hear a little background noise, we're at the conference. Everybody's getting their breakfast this oh, morning. Oh yeah, so, don't get in uh, the way. But you told me last night they're, they're building a rail line. Is that straight from Chicago to Michigan? We City? have an existing rail line from Chicago uh, South Shore passenger that goes. Uh, we have 14 trains per day back and forth into Chicago. Wow. Currently, it's 90 minutes because, of course, you're where freight takes precedence. Right. So whenever a freight train is on, the, on that rail, we have to park and wait for them to, to get through. So we're going to spend over half a billion dollars with the state and the feds, partnering with the city and the counties, to build 16 miles of brand new tracks between oh. Michigan City and Gary. And that way, you can leave Michigan City and get to downtown Chicago within exactly one hour. Wow! And yeah, uh, right now, changer. right now it's 10 bucks each way, so it's a it's a great great value. But our goal right now is to look at TOD projects within a mile of the uh, train station. Uh, we, we're having a lot of RFQs and, and people looking for information on properties because a lot of developers want to see uh, mixed-use, multifamily-type projects right. within, within wow. walking of, of the train station. Well, I want to get into your story a little bit because you're, you're a well-known professional, one of the best in the business. So how does a man grow up in Belize and end up <laughs> in Michigan City, Indiana, doing economic development with all the stops you've had along the way? Well, I tell people my compass is broken. I'm heading in north in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> Most people come to the south. They go to, they go to Belize. They don't I leave. I know. I actually said I, I had a great growing up in the country of Belize, and when I would got to the age where I was trying to figure out what to do. I spent two years in the mission field, Honduras, Nicaragua, uh-huh. Mexico, Southern Mexico, worked with a lot of orphanage, orphanages and uh, refugees. And I quickly realized if I want to help people, it's great to be hands-on, but I saw a lot of money spent with people not getting the real help they needed to, to control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. So I, wanted, I, want, I was looking for the, the right uh, career to be able to help people. So when I discovered economic development, I realized if I can help somebody, get them on their feet, train them so they can you know, feed themselves, so, right, so to speak. Right. I was sold. So I got my bachelor's degree from Harding University in Arkansas, mm-hmm. public administration. And then I went over to Southern Miss for my master's in economic development back in the day. And, you know, I, I'm, I've, I started working in Florida, North Carolina, and I've been in Indiana over 10 years. And so I've been heading north, but it's been a great <laughs> ride. I work both public, private, public, private, and just enjoy what I do because it's not a job for me, it's a calling. 
Yeah, yeah. And so you got your masters at Southern Miss back when you didn't do it online. Now they do it online. I know. So we were there. I had to do all the essays and all, all the hard work back in the day. So <laughs> we yeah, paved so the way. Sometimes they get me to come speak to that class, and I'm, I end up mainly talking into a camera, a little bit of camera, because you know, most people watching it online, so you did it. Yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. You did it. Well, what have you found? You know, we have a lot of young professionals that listen to our podcast because, you know, they like hearing some of the distinguished professionals speak and give advice. So based on your experience, if you would, if you were starting in it from scratch, you know, 30 years old, let's say, what would, what events should folks go to? What's kind of been the key to success in your mind? What are the skills they need to develop and the rapport they need to have with certain people? This is a people business. You got to have great relationships and build them along the way. And you got to think of the long haul. Get involved in your state association. Get involved in IEDC. That's one of the first things I did even from college. I got involved in IEDC. I was on the board for eight years. I just termed out, but it's been a great experience for me. Find a mentor. There's a lot of people who are in this business. People want to share what they do, and that's right. one of the great things about being in, in um, economic development. People talk, love to talk about what they do, and they're never afraid to talk about what they do. So right. there's some great mentors out there. Find a couple of them, and you know, and learn your craft. I've found over the years that the more you read and become a lifelong learner you'll be good at it in this business mm-hmm. because you got to stay on, on track on what's happening in, in the business from the business side and you get to learn a lot about other things, real estate, stock market, trade, right. tariffs, and so you become the jack of all trade and yeah, master. Yeah. Not, so. I tell people you got to, <laughs> I, I, what's my saying, you got to know, you got to be like an inch deep and a mile <laughs> wide because you got to know a little something about everything, everything education, exactly. utility, you got to know exactly. something about sewer, water. Exactly. And, so, and a lot of times I tell people you can't be afraid to take risks because you get into a project and you realize I have no clue what I'm doing here. Yeah. You better get in the phone and call somebody <laughs> yeah. quick. So, yeah. so don't be afraid to ask for help. Probably by what I would say. Well, you know, in Michigan City, uh, so you've been there ten years. Is I've been in Michigan City six years, but I was in Jeffersonville, Southern Indiana, okay. for four years. Uh, so. so it's really fun now because the economy's improved, and especially some Midwest towns. I mean, I remember how bad it was in mm-hmm. 08 and '09, and mm-hmm. you know. So talk about, I guess, how exciting it is that you know back then we just wanted any job we could get, and now you actually can be strategic you know used to be just a recruiting job now you can actually be strategic very strategic and i would tell any professional don't underestimate the importance of a good brne program we have used that to really number one expand our local business but also find entrepreneurs within those companies who want to spin off their own companies so good brne program will, will go a long long way to the community to help both job growth and also expansion within the community, and also spinning off new companies. Because you get to know the, the CEOs, you, you understand that they got some money they want to spend on do something totally different. And so mm-hmm. those are great conversations. But no, the economy is great, and from seeing plywood on downtown and to now seeing you know activities and the festivals and lights and music and right. all the restaurant and the activity, we got three microbreweries in the downtown. Oh, wow. So you yeah. know this job, you gotta you gotta have great spirits. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so right. They, they go they go they go they go well together. A winery, and so we've had a lot of activities in the downtown because placemaking is big in the, in this business. Uh, you know, talent attraction is is the thing these days because everybody's trying to find new employees and keep the ones you got. So for us, right. placemaking is huge in terms of helping to attract talent, quality of life them to maintain them, and also like I said housing is a big push for us, both single family and multifamily. We haven't had a subdivision built in 20 years, so we just announced 32 last oh, wow. last month. We got a condo project on the waterfront, and we got, like I said, a 120-unit apartment complex, $45 million project announced last month. So we got a number initiative to do the housing right now because our goal is to attract people and then keep the ones we have. 
Right, right. Well, Clarence, thank you for being with us today. Is there anything you want to tell the folks about Michigan City or your story I didn't ask you? Hey, we just so you know, we have, because we're number one in Indiana for the air compressor industries, we also have the only compressed air academy in the country. Hmm. We uh, have 12 companies in the <laughs> air compressor business. We got them all together with our local schools. We created an academy, so you get two years of stackable credentials, five credentials, and we guarantee you an interview when you finish. I did a guinea pig of 10 kids last year, and this year I got 45 kids who are great in two years, who's guaranteed a job in the air compressor industry. So wow. we would like to make sure people know we make things happen in Virginia City. Right. Well, give these folks your website in case they want to learn more about you. EDCMC.com. All right. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Chad.